It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. E is, uh, for those who don't know, Elliot Shore Parks recording in a completely different spot today. It's a whole new world today, Elliot. I'm trying. I'm going to try to still bring the same heat. I always do. (laughs) Uh, Normally, as is the case, I'd imagine in most households these days, Kristen works from home, but today she is out in a meeting. So, I am not in the bedroom recording. I am down in the uh, kitchen. And like of course, a real the person. second I start, Kingsley needs to go out, but he's just going to have to wait. <laughs> Poor Kingsley. Poor Kingsley. Yeah, I know that game. I like how I started saying, for those who don't know, like anyone could possibly have any idea what room in your house you're in. Yes, so, I know. Yeah. Um, but I actually have a question for you before <laughs> oh, we get off before we start it. Love a so good question. I, I think you, you owe the listeners oh, on this one. Buddy. So, Uh-oh. That's, that's always a great way to start. So for those that made the mistake of not listening to James Fillin for Joe DeCamera this week, mm-hmm. he told it was a great radio, awesome job as always. Um, it was a story you told that I there are very few times since I've worked WIP where I've been listening to the radio and I stand there like completely flabbergasted. <laughs> oh, but man. the story you told blew my mind. Do you just want? I'm sure you know which one it is. Do you just want to tell uh, it? Hold or on, hold on, to- hold on. I gotta remember which story it was. Um, hold on. Remind me, which story did I tell? <laughs> this was yesterday too, which shows where my brain is at. So I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Okay. It involves Belgium. Oh <laughs> yes. I've never told that story here. Huh? Unbelievable story. Okay. So yes, and this is all a hundred percent true. Uh so when I was a kid, um my not i guess my mom still has family in belgium but when i was a kid we used to go visit my mom's family in belgium during the summer uh and we would go for like a long time in the summer like uh, when i was like seven eight nine we would spend like a summer in belgium i lived in ghent belgium which is a place which is crazy enough off the jump that i, yes. I didn't know yes this, yeah <laughs> i know it's, 
it is pretty weird. And I, I don't really think about it that often. But uh, we'd spend the summer in, in Ghent, Belgium. And they used to have this, like, summer fair thing that they would have in, like, the center of Ghent, Belgium every summer. And uh, my mom's family and, like, friends of the family or whatever were very into, like, movie making at the time and very into mm-hmm. performing and all that type of stuff. So they had, like, this this um, booth or whatever you want to call it at this fair. And it was, you know, for audio and all these different things. Like, they sold, you know, records and movies and all this stuff. And they had a microphone and an, and like an amp and stuff there. And I'll even tell a longer version of the story here because I didn't really get I was hoping, yeah, there. you gave the short one yeah. on the air, I would assume. So, like there has to be more so I, believe it or not, a, a performer at a young age, mm-hmm. consider myself mm-hmm. a performer, was into performing. So I don't know how it started, but somehow, some way, I end up with the microphone singing Billy Joel songs on the streets of Belgium. Unbelievable. Yes. And it got to the point, this is the part I didn't go deeper in. So I'd sing, I sang Piano Man was like my go-to. That was like the, the you know, go-to song. I sang like, We Didn't Start the Fire. I, I sang other stuff. I sang All of Me, you know, All of Me, you know that. Um, I mean, Piano Man is, I think, an underratedly hard song it, to well, sing. Yeah, not easy. I, if I tried yeah. today, it probably would not go as well. It's easier for a kid to make a fool of himself. But yes. so it became like a thing and people would come and so it became such a thing that, that like I said, uh, my mom's family and then like the people, like all their friends or whatever, are super artistic and musical and all that. So all of a sudden I've got a guy with a guitar, I've got a bass and I've got a drummer. Oh my God. <laughs> on, the street, on the streets of Belgium, singing on the streets of Belgium to the point where people would give me money. <laughs> but I was like, I like, I was like a street performer. You think you know somebody, I and know. then you find out they were a street performer in Belgium. <laughs> no, man, I would I bet my life nobody else in Philly media right now was ever a street performer in Belgium at a young age. I and there know. has to be video of this. There is somewhere. I saw, I will, I will find it. I will find the video of this. I've not looked in a long time. It's somewhere. There is somewhere. There is video of me as a like seven, eight, nine year old kid on the streets of Belgium singing. So I will get the video. We'll figure it out. I'll get it out there somehow. Well, there it is. And if you needed any, any indication that it's a down point in the Eagle season right now, or Eagles I know, we're world. leading off with that. It's great. It's but great. But to be fair, that is a fantastic story. <laughs> it's an um- I mean, unbelievable story. I've always felt, and I think I've said this when I was looking for a band for my wedding, I feel I would be a great lead man for a band. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I have that in me, other than the ability to sing. Like, I think I have all <laughs> the other qualities. And so I think I would be a great street performer if I could sing. So yeah. I would be interested in seeing this video. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not a great singer anymore. I could sing a little bit when I was younger, but I think it was more the novelty of the kid. The no, Not just the kid, the American kid on the street singing yes. songs, I'm sure was like, what the hell's happening right now? Let me check this out. So you, there were big crowds, like crowds of people singing on the streets. It was wild. Yeah, we got to like uh, get a picture of this and put yes. it on a T-shirt yes. or something. We, we will find something of this because it is... A hundred percent true. So yes, good time. It is crazy. It is crazy. All right. Uh, thank you for for uh, sending me on a trip down memory lane, Elliot. I appreciate. Had to. Had to. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot I mentioned that yesterday. All right. Uh, speaking of it not being a, a time where we have a lot to talk about, we're taking that to the nth degree today because we literally had so little to talk about that we said, "You tell us what to talk about." 
We're doing a mailbag show, Elliot. I love them. I love the mailbag shows. I love the questions from the readers. And I will say, not the readers. Listeners, guess, the listeners. that's your, your writer I, and I you coming say, out. I will say, fantastic group of questions. Like, I was hoping for a mixture of not just Eagles and people delivered. So we have some good Eagles questions, a Sixers question or two, which I'm sure we will also talk about in length. And we did talk about on the Parks pod. But few, uh, a bunch of uh, an eclectic group, a smorgasbord of questions. Oh, so a smorgasbord. We'll I love it. I love a good yeah, we'll smorgasbord. Emily and I use smorgasbord way too often. Any sort of meal that we have where it's like a hodgepodge of different things, we call Another it a smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah. It's a good word. So it's hodgepodge. Word. You're right. All right. So, All right. yes. So, for, we just for, start this bad yeah. Boy and for, for those who listen to this podcast, everyone out there, understands that Elliot would obviously be the one to compile these questions and read them to yes. me. So if you're it wondering why Twitter, Elliot's the so. only one doing it, it's because that was obvious. Lay them on yes. me. Let's roll. A mailbag show, Elliot. Let's do it. All right. So lots of different ones. I'm just going to pick and choose out of them. So this one is from RJ, and he tweets, who starts at cornerback opposite Darius Slay in Atlanta week one? It's a great question. So basically you're asking, is it someone on the roster or not, is really what this question comes down to. Or, yeah, I mean, if it's on the roster, who is it? I think it's not like they have right, a clear-cut right, right. number My two. Po- yes, who it would be, you know, is it someone on the roster or is it a different name? I'll go with someone on the roster. I'll do what what you did in our players to watch thing. I'll go out on a limb and say McAllister wins the job. McPherson. McPherson. I keep thinking of Chris McAllister. McAllister would be Chris McAllister. That's out on a limb. That guy was great. I don't even know who that Mc, is. McPherson yeah. wins the job. Zach, go Zach McPherson. Zach. Um, I would agree because when you look, I mean, I so I think Avante Maddox is definitely going to be a nickel. Like I don't think Avante Maddox is going to be on the outside. So with that in mind, I do think it's either McPherson or. I mean, Craig James, like he is still on the roster. I think the last coaching staff, he was really only continued to be there because they liked him. I'll be interested to see what the new coaching staff thinks of him. And the the other last thing I would say too is like, I know Michael Jaquette played poorly against Dallas, like no doubt about it. But he was an undrafted rookie playing in a big spot. He did make some positive plays last year. If I remember correctly, he played really well against Arizona. And I think there was another game where he played decent. I can't off the top of my head remember it. But there was a reason he was starting in Dallas, like outside of injuries. Like there, he had been playing decently up to that point. So he's long. He's tall. Um, I wouldn't rule him out completely. And I would caution people to like forgive him a little bit for the Dallas game. Like again, undrafted rookie playing against awesome receivers. Uh, Andy Dalton was playing good that day, uh, playing on a bad defense at that point. So I think there's a realistic shot. He could win it, but I would say, and it feels like a bit of a cop-out answer, but I believe the person that starts is not on the roster. Like I, I think Steven Nelson's still a possibility. I think you'll see them maybe trade for somebody, but if I had to guess, I would go guy not on the roster, Michael Jaquette, and then I guess Craig James. Yeah, I like the Jaquette call too. I, I think there was more good than bad from last year. And look, I, I think it could be someone off the roster too, but it's kind of a cop-out to not name that player. Just saying. I know, but it is just what it is. Just saying. You know, I mean, opinion. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All, All right, right. What's next? Here's this one. Okay. This one is from Mike Brez 21 How many owners in the NFL would you take over Jeffrey Lurie? Ooh, buddy. It's a big question without some time to think about it. It is. I will say. All right. But, you know, we, did, we can talk it out together. Here's what I'm going to do. We're going we're gonna to pull up a list of the teams so I can make this a little quicker because I'm just trying to think of teams. We're, we're in trouble. 
Uh, all right, we'll go division yeah, by division. Let's be, honest. let's be honest. How many owners do you think you could name? Well, that's the point. I'm going to say the the this team's owner. I'm with you. All yes, right. exactly. Right. All right, in the NFC, in the AFC East, I would I would only take Kraft in the AFC East, but I would take Kraft. Obviously, I think you have okay. to, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. come on. Uh, I would take Pittsburgh's owner, the Roonies, whoever they are. Uh, I would take Baltimore's owner. I would not take Cleveland. I, I would not take Cincinnati. I would not take Tennessee. I don't really know who that is. Indy, same. Oh, it's Ursay. I would not take Ursay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, Can't imagine Ursay. Yeah, Houston, too. clear, no. That's the last I would take. Jacksonville, no. He's. I'm not a fan of Khan. Uh, I would take KC's owner. Um, I would not. That's an interesting one. I mean, because they haven't won. I mean, I would. I mean, they've had a lot of success awesome for a while, yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I think that one's close. That's not like a definitive one, but I would take him. Uh, there are no others in the AFC West I would take. Uh, NFC East, there are none I would take over Lurie, uh, even with the issues. And again, I'm not I'm not nearly as big a Jeffrey Lurie supporter as I've been in the past, but I still think he's, for the most part, a good owner. Um, so it sounds like he's top eight. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not done yet. Uh, okay. NFC North. Um, none of those jump out to me. I don't know enough about those ownership groups. Obviously, Green Bay, like, sure, I would take us as the owner, I guess, but I don't really know. <laughs> take yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think when you think about it, like, uh, Seattle's owner seems pretty good. Um, I mean, Rams, they're just willing to throw money at everything, so I, I True. Th that's an interesting one. Yeah, I think he's, he's Larry, definitely though. top 10, I would say, for sure. Yeah, I think he's definitely top 10. Um, I would agree with that. Again, I think he's if we really like nailed it down, the only ones, and these were 50, 50 for you, but like Kansas city, you know, yeah, they're great now because they have Patrick Mahomes, but I think over Lurie's 10 year ship, I'd be interested to see, like, I would almost bet that they have a better record. Obviously they won a super bowl. So they're tied in that regard, but I would bet that they have more wins and probably more playoff wins too. I mean, they were decent with Alex Smith for a little bit. And I guess they had like the priest home years, but overall, I don't think they've been anything like super special. So I think, that one is kind of up in the air. Seattle's an interesting one, too. I think they're a very well-run team. Obviously, they won just the one Super Bowl, right? And then made it to two, right? I'm not uh, mistaken. They made it to two total, right? They won the one and right, lost the Right, and they the, won the one. So, you know, same as Larry. So, yeah, I think for me, he'd be more top five just when you look at the fact that the Eagles are outside of like maybe two or three years in his entire tenureship are always in playoff contention or in the playoffs. They do win in the playoffs when they get there. So, for me, he'd be more top five, but it sounds like we're we're roughly on the same page. Yeah, and I look, actually, I think he'd be definitive top five if not for the last year or so. You know? Okay, that's fair. So I have a question that nobody tweeted, but I saw this today and I wanted to bring it up Ooh, on the pod. Ooh, and Elliot, and I like this. I'm very interested to see how you feel about this. So Matt Miller, um, who used to be a Bleacher Report, I think he has his own website now that he runs. Uh, he ranked the the GMs in the league like one through thirty two. So, first, do you want to guess where Howie came? 13. 21. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That is normally, and yeah. Do you want to guess who came in one spot above him? Is it Jerry Jones? No, it's worse. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, 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 What's his name in New York? Re uh, not Reese. Uh, uh, Gettleman? Gettleman. No! Yeah, Dave Gettleman. No. Like, all right. Stop. I know you're down on Howie, and I know people aren't in on Howie right now, and earmuffs kids, but like, 
Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dave Gettleman over Howie Roseman. Howie won a Super Bowl. His team has been, the Giants have been a disaster under Dave Gettleman. He also listed the best move Gettleman has made as Saquon Barkley. Wow. Uh, look, you know where I, I have, I have, I am, you know, you know, everyone knows where I stand on Howie Roseman, how I feel about Howie Roseman. And even I have said, and we'll continue to say, Dave Gettleman is absolutely a worse general manager than Howie Roseman. He's the worst. He's yes. far worse. He's like, a joke. Right, Howie at He's 21, I think, is silly. Right. But if you want to put Howie like, you know, you guessed 13, right? So I, I think that would, I would rate him higher, but I think that's like fair where I could say, okay, I, I could see that. 21, first of all, I think there's a lot of recency bias in that. But what what has Dave Gettleman ever ever done? I know in Carolina he made the Super Bowl once, but like that was a long time ago. He's no longer managing that team. I just I don't know. It just seemed absurd to me that we've reached a point where we have David Gettleman. I, I promise you this. All 32 NFL owners in the all of them would hire Howie Roseman over David Gettleman. Well, obviously not. I, I don't think the Giants would. Maybe I mean how he wasn't available. I think they would. Maybe I, think I don't they would. know. I don't know. I think I think twenty one is not necessarily an unfair ranking. Like I think you just can't put Off him. Of recent, yeah. Yes. I just think the camp putting him on Gettleman is stupid. It's ridiculous. Okay, so we have a lot of Deshaun Watson questions. You just want to run through them all. Yeah, or right like now. or like boil them down to to one or two general questions if you want. Okay, to, so however you want to. We got, we got this one. Of, we got this one a few times in different variations. Um, this one's from Matt, mid-major Matt. I love mid-major Matt. Shout out to mid-major Matt. Yeah, it's a good name. Hey, he's a good How tweeter. Different... He, he's involved. He's involved. Okay, I mean, he good. tweets at you know the shows and stuff. I like that. I'm a fan of Matt. All right. How much different would the Eagles' record be with Watson as opposed to Hertz? <sighs> like, uh, you know, two wins, maybe. So I think it's an interesting question. I am higher on the team, as we obviously talked about all offseason, than a lot of people. So if I already think they're going to win nine or ten games, like, that's because I'm already high on Jalen Hurts. So I do think that their, their ceiling is higher with with Watson. But I would also say that, like, Watson, who knows how, like, mentally he recovers from all the stuff he's gone through. Like, I don't know. So I think in Vegas, like, on the Parks Casino app, you know, the the Eagles over under was six and a half. I think with Watson, it probably is more like eight and a half. Yeah. So that way I agree with you on two games. But I don't know if they actually win two more games. Just because I do think Hurts is going to be very good. So I, I don't view them as a six-win team. So I'm already at nine or ten wins. Yeah, it's about where you're at. I mean, I look at them as a six-seven-win team. So I think with Watson, they could win eight-nine. So you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, but I get what you're saying. And I also really like Hurts, too. So it's not like a major jump. My issues are much more with the roster than with Hertz or with the quarterback. Right. So you don't think the quarterback really upgrades things very I much? I think, look, I do. I said two wins, which is a, is, is right. yeah, serious. Like, that's not nothing, you know? Yeah, that's fair. All right. Another Deshaun Watson question that we got a few times. How much would it cost, do you think, to trade for Watson right now? It's a great, great, great question. And I don't think any of us really know because of all the off the field stuff. Like I think if it were not like if there was no off the field stuff, you're looking at three ones plus is my guess. Yep. Um agreed. So with the off the field stuff, the uncertainty, I think probably two ones and something is gonna get this deal done at a certain point. And again, look, if he gets completely exonerated, then 
that's a, a completely different thing. I don't know if that'll happen in time before you trade all that stuff. Like, I don't know. There's so many variables. But if he gets completely mm-hmm. exonerated, I think we go back to that original package. But I think two ones and a three, two ones and a four, two ones and a two. Like, I think that range is, is reasonable. Is that fair? Well, I think it depends, too, like how many How many suitors. It yeah, it's point, a great point. Right? Honestly, that's like, the number one thing that it depends on. Like Caroline and Washington are the only two that like really stand out to me. Right, I mean, how what other teams out there do you think would would pay that kind of ransom? Denver to, to might. I don't think they would, but Denver De- Denver could. Um, you know, it's the the same teams we always talk about as the ones looking for quarterbacks um, and, and a chance at Watson. You know, but some just drafted them this year, which takes them off the board. I think those are really the main three that stand out to me. Like, um, I mean, ah, no, I don't think Minnesota would, but you never know. I mean, a team like Detroit. You know, I'm sure Jared Goff's not their answer for sure. Like, I think there are other teams who theoretically could be in, but aren't close enough to winning where, you know, I think they'd actually give up what it takes. I think they'd rather have the draft picks and just draft a quarterback. So I think it's fair to say there aren't that many teams involved. Man, demanding a trade and then ending up in Detroit, I feel wow. like would be one of the all Can you times. imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Like maybe I should have just stayed pat. I mean, Houston, <laughs> you know, that franchise isn't great either, but... uh yeah, that would not be good. Um, so I actually think it's only going to cost like one first round pick plus to get to Sean. Um, I I just wow again really like, I do think the off the court uh, off the field stuff is really big. I think a lot of teams are already going to be out on him because of that. He is on a major contract. He is very good. He is for sure. But I don't know. I, I would be surprised if it took two ones at this point. Wow. I look. I, I, <laughs> As a person who thinks it's, there's a real chance the Eagles trade for him, like, if they're going to trade for him, I want him to give up as little as possible, so I hope you're right. Right. Um, so someone DM'd me this week, and I thought made an interesting point, and then, hand up, I did say it on your radio show and pretend it was my thought. Oh, but I just, buddy. I know. I didn't think, like, I didn't think you. I should take the time on the radio. To be like, to, hey, this listener told me this, and yeah, the, yeah exactly. it's, it's wordy but, for that. But I thought it was an interesting point. Um do you think the fact that they signed Nick Mullins shows that they think that there's a chance they have Deshaun Watson and he suspended the first few weeks? So then they go with like a Flacco Minshew or not Minshew, sorry, Flacco uh, Mullins backup spot. Sure. I think it's possible. I mean, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, again, Nick Mullins is very qualified to be a third string quarterback, you know? So yeah, overly qualified. That's Again, my, I don't that's like my point. He is overly qualified. Well overly qualified. He started games last year. So um yeah, I uh I think it's an interesting theory. Obviously it's it's a it's a leap, but I think it's an interesting theory. I think it's possible, sure. Yeah, I don't I, I wouldn't so bet too. on it, but I think it's possible. Yeah. Good good job by the Go Birds listeners. On As that always. One. All right. Next question. Which receiver would you trade Devontae Smith for right now? Jamar Chase, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. Absolutely for Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry, Devontae, but it is what it is. Like he's already done it in the NFL. Yeah. Um, who were the other two? Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs. So I would for Jamar Chase. You know, I like Chase better. I love Smith. I'm happy he's here. You know, I but I like Chase better. So I would definitely do that. Diggs, uh, that's an interesting one because then you get into the contract stuff um, where, you know, Diggs is is getting paid a $100 million contract or whatever. You know, the real money is who knows. But you right. sign that he's huge. really good, though. Yeah, he's awesome. He's one of the best receivers in football. Yeah. So I would, push came to shove, I would probably do it. 
Um, but it, I'd have to think really, really long about that one. I would not do it for Jamar Chase. I like Devontae Smith. I like Jamar Chase too, but at this point, I'm in on on Smith. I get it. I would. You're right. I would do it for Jefferson. Yeah, like you, to. like you said. Yeah, you don't. Kind of is what it is. A- everyone in the it. world would do it for Jefferson. Right. Um, and then Diggs, I think, because of the money. Hmm. Man, you're really taking a gamble on Smith at that point. But like, I would. I guess tough. I wouldn't do it. Like wow. you said, the money. He is older. But man, Diggs is so good. That would probably be one where I wouldn't do it, but it's probably irrational for me not to. Yeah. I, look, I get it. It's a, there is a big difference in money. We're talking about five years you can control Smith at a much cheaper price. I mean, that is valuable. So, or at least, you know, it, yes. an, an incremental increase in the prices. Um, so, yeah, I think you can make a real case that not trading for Diggs is the right idea for this team right now. You know, if they trade for Deshaun Watson, then maybe I'd be like, ah, oh, you know what, maybe I'd be more inclined to trade for Diggs because it's go time. But I think this team is building, so I think Smith has more value in that sense. So I, I think that's a tough one. All right, next question. What is yours and James' favorite way to eat noodles? Any cuisine, shape, or sauces, flavorings allowed? Buddy, all right. Now, the so, question is, does this include, like, tortellini and ravioli? I think it has like, to, right? Isn't that? They're all noodles, right? That's the idea? True. Why don't we, we can answer both. We can answer yeah. both. We can give both. Because I, I... Let's include it. Let's I'm, a include noodle, I'm a noodleman, for what it's worth. Like, I... I oh, pa- I too, yeah. Pasta of all kinds is... Probably my favorite thing. So I'll just say, like, uh, from the pasta side, like spaghetti with bolognese or or some form of, of spaghetti-like, you know, pasta, whether, you know, linguine, any of those, like with bolognese, is my single favorite food on the planet. Like, it is my top yes. thing. It's like that pizza buffalo wings. Like, those are my holy trinity of food. All right. Buffalo wings is absurd to have in your top three, uh, but we can move on from that. <laughs> Dude, come on. Stop. Like, come on, bro. Stop. Buffalo wings is a top three food. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Do you, uh, you you know how, how uh, the vast majority of people listening right now are saying, Elliot, what are you talking about? Like, buffalo wings are amazing. I mean, all foods to be top three. Yeah. Like, I like buffalo wings, but like, what about Buffalo Chinese wings are food? one of my Next. favorite foods. Like, yes, I like yeah. buffalo wings done the way I like them are one of my favorite things in the world. Yes. I mean, like a burger, great cheeseburgers up there, you know. I like Chinese food too. I'm a big Chinese food fan, but I wouldn't put it over a, a great cheeseburger. I mean, I would put dumplings definitely over wings. Oh, buddy, sure. I would not. I love dumplings, oh, soup dumplings. I love all dumplings. Yeah, wings are only good when you when you dip them in blue cheese. Oh, this is a horrible take on wings, my friend. Horrible. How I feel. Horrible. Regardless, right, regardless. Noodles. Yes, uh, spaghetti bolognese, top foods. That would be my number one way of of if we're doing all pasta. That is my number one answer. Okay. Now, if so, we're just doing noodles, I, like I can get down with a big, you know, you know, uh, 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 dumplings, noodles, you know, big one of those big soups you get at a Chinese. Like I can get very down with that true. type of thing as well. So, all right, I think that the best type of sauce is like a blush sauce, like the like vodka looking sauce. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Well, I, all right. Do you agree? It sounds like I just said I think bolognese is the. I just said what I think the best sauce is. I think bolognese is the best sauce. Meat sauce but is, is it, my favorite sauce. But you can have a blush sauce with meat. Yeah, I, I, classic bolognese. I prefer. Okay. I prefer. I prefer like a classic marinara over a blush. But I like blush too. All right. So my ultimate take on noodles is they are better cold. Like all noodles are better the day after. As opposed to right off of <laughs> You're like just the saying stove. shit right now, <laughs> like I, I like cold noodles too, and some 
maybe are better, but not all. I mean, that spaghetti bolognese is not better cold. It's just not. It is because I think it congeals and like you can taste it more when you take it like I, right off the stove. No, 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 no. I agree like with wet. the congeal. I like a good congeal. I, there are certain things that I do think are better when they congeal, whatever. But you have to reheat it. Like you can, spaghetti yeah, bolognese. A little bit. A little bit. Spaghetti reheated. bolognese cold okay. is not like it's too cold. Like and the noodles get hard and and they're not. You need to heat it up a little bit. If I, I would eat it more than you, it seems. But you need to heat it up a little bit. Now, tortellini, I think, is also very good cold the next day. Sure. Like, right out the fridge, tortellini sure. is very good. Yeah. I, All there's right. tortellini salad for a reason. Any more noodle takes from you? I mean, so many. I love all noodles. Like, I'm I'm a noodleman. Again, I will say it again. I love all noodles. James Noodleman, street performer <laughs> seltzer. <laughs> okay. All right. Quickly, quickly, before you get to the next one. Quickly, quickly. Let's talk some gambling. Have you Let's been? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, download the Barcino Sportsbook app. You know, we've heard us do this a lot, and it, we have had so much fun. Now, the fun has been slightly lessened when the team that I actually care about and not just bet on not just breaks my heart, but also breaks my bank. That was a mm-hmm. double kick in the balls, Elliot. Not a huge well, multiple fan of that. games for you, yes, too. Yes, yes, yes. And that last one could not have gone worse. But I'm back on the horse, Elliot. You know why? Because Phoenix is a money-making machine, and I love yep. that team, and they're going to win it all, and I'm all in on Phoenix, Elliot. Ride the Phoenix yeah. team. I, I bet on them twice. Like, I've doubled down on them. I am all in on them. The way they won game two wow. was one of the more wow. absurd ways I've ever seen. Yeah. 8.8 so 8 when- seconds. It's like the game's over. You're like, all right, this is over. It's over. So after what's-his-name missed those two free throws <laughs> at the end, yes. I was like... I was like, all right, like, I don't know why, but for some reason in my head, I was like, all right, this game's over. So I decided to go to bed. And then I woke up the next morning. No! And I, had a text from- <laughs> no! I woke up the next morning and I had a text from my brother and he was like, oh my God, alley-oop for the no! win. And I was like, I was like, I must be misunderstanding this. There's because I saw there was no! 0.9 seconds left when I went when I went to bed. There was 0.9 seconds left, and I was like, Oh my god, yeah, that right. is so amazing! You didn't see the end. Oh my god. Yeah. Elliot. So I woke up this morning and I saw the play, and it's, it's absurd. Phoenix is the team of destiny. <laughs> They're the best team. They win the close games. What have they won? Six or it must be more than six in a row. Well, yeah, like they seven swept, or eight it, in a row. Yeah, they've yeah. been white hot, man. But yeah, I guess they were down. They were down two one to Los Angeles, and then won three. For Tuesday, but nine in a row. Right, it's absurd. They're 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 gonna win it all. Yeah. Even I don't know I don't know if you have the app open in front of you, but like even now I would still bet on them because I'm sure they're they, I'm, well maybe they're the favorite at this point actually with all the other teams knocked out. But last I looked, I, I would it was Milwaukee. Anything plus, I would bet on them. Yeah, let last I looked, it was Milwaukee. I am opening it as we speak. Let's see what these odds are. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I just think they're the best team. It's felt like that for a little while now. They are not, they are tied for the favorite. So both them and Milwaukee are plus 110. Uh, bet on mm. it. It's still plus odds. Bet on it. Bet on it. Because wow. once I, once the so finals start, yeah, you're crushing it, man. You got them so high. What'd you get them? A plus 1100 or something like I that? I got them at like, yeah, plus 1100 and I think plus 800. What a beast. I got them again. What a beast. So jealous. It's insane. It's I know. Insane. See? Yeah. Don't don't be regretting now when next week they're minus 110 and you could have had them at plus 110. That's the point. Even if you're regretting that you didn't get them sooner, get them now. 
Download the app, and here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500, a $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com forward slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. As always, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Elliot, what's next? All right, this is a good one. little crossover between basketball and football. This one is from Jeff. If you had to keep one, who are you keeping? Carson Wentz or Ben Simmons? Oh, I think this is an easy one. Yeah, ahead. it's Ben. But I, I, yeah. I don't feel great about it, but it is definitely Ben. So I think Carson's ceiling is higher than Ben's is. Like, I think Carson, there is a chance he turns back into a top 10 quarterback. I believe like sure. a chance, right? With Frank in that situation, he's happy. He listens. Right. Sure. Right. But here's the thing. There's not a great chance he does it. And having him as your guy is way, way worse than being stuck with Ben. Like I can just, I can just bench Ben or like make him a six man or whatever. Like, I don't think Ben is ever going to improve from what he is right now, but at least right now he does things that are helpful and like I can have two players that are better than him. It's hard to build around a bad quarterback. And if Carson remains bad, then I think you're just in a worse spot. So I, I do believe like I'm not big high on either of them, but I think I would pick Ben. Yeah. I, I think you have to, because to your point again, like as much as Ben's annoying and Ben is this and that, like they're, you know what Ben does well and he can do those things well he just needs to be on a team where his deficiencies aren't such a massive issue, um, which they are here. It's going to be hard to find. Yeah, too, but, but more than anything, I, I think the point is is that Carson is the leader of the team. He's the top dog, and, and Ben doesn't have to be that. He never will be. Um, so I, I think when it comes down to it, I think the top dog has more ability to do detriment to your team, to your franchise, so I would get rid of Carson. Quick take But on again, the both, both, very happy to see both go. Very clear. So, obviously, you want to try to turn Ben into, like, Damian Lillard. Like, that would be the ideal outcome. You turn him into Damian Lillard. If you can't, I think they need to use Ben more so to try to set the franchise up for, like, a retool than so to you're just talking trade go draft the... picks? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I would trade Ben for the Magic have number five and number eight. Yep. I would consider that. Yeah. Like, Joel's awesome. I'm like, I, I, I hate coming across as anti Joel because I'm not. You do. But you hate I, him. Is, I know. Is what it, I do. But yeah. that's what I, I saw. I think, that's what I saw on the internet. You hate Joel on me. That, oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that. But <laughs> like, to me, the days of building around Joel are over. Like, he's, they just are. And Ben's a great trade chip. So if I can get picks number five and eight, and I can go and maybe, you know, I get two shots inside the top 10. You can maybe package those to move up to number three, whatever. Like, I would look at that more so than trading him for, like, C.J. McCollum, who I like. But I just don't know if McCollum makes them – he doesn't jump them as much as, as, like, a Lillard or a Beal does. And in that way, I might look at the future a little bit when trading Ben. Yeah, I would not. I know what you're saying. I, I I disagree. I still think you maximize Embiid's window. You build around Embiid until Embiid can't be one of the best players in the league. Then I'm I'm building around that guy. So I, I get your point. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's you know asinine to say. I just disagree. I, I'm building around right. Joel. 
I'm, I'm, I would much rather have CJ McCollum than the five and the eighth pick, personally. So I know you, you can't always just view it like on paper because Joel is a super rare talent. Like he is awesome. He's unique. But I think we would both agree deep down the idea of building around an injury prone center that you're going to have to give a max deal to. Like not the best strategy. Yeah, it's not ideal, but it's where they are. And and I right. I, I don't think that I get it. In a perfect world, you'd rather have a Kawhi Leonard or a Kevin Durant or someone who can do other things and can break people down and get their own shot and stuff. But it doesn't change the fact that the guy who's here now, who you have, is a top five player in the league. So I I, I maximize that. I take every shot I have with that, like personally. But so, I get it. Super quick. Would you give him the super max? Yeah. Okay, I, I get I get the argument against it, but I would. Yes, I think you All have right. to. I think he, I think you don't have a choice. I know that you do have a choice. I personally don't think it's a, a question. I think you give him the super max, and you you hope he stays healthy. Like that's it. So I think I'm there with you. I would say you shouldn't do it, but I don't think I'd have the balls to not actually. Do it <laughs> I I like it. I would know that I was making a mistake, but I'd be like, I just I can't not do it. That's awesome. All right. Um, can Devont, this one is from Mark. Can Devontae Smith be better than Deshaun Jackson? I think he is already. Great take at the end there by Mark. Strong, I don't agree with I it, love the take at the take. end. Yeah. Yeah, look, they're, um, they're different players. You know, I think for some reason people like look at Devontae Smith as like a straight burner. Some people do. I don't know. It's weird. Probably because he's little. Yeah. I just feel like if you're little now, you're assumed yeah. you're a burner. He's just not the same player. Uh, so like now, no. I, not when, you know, Deshaun was at his best. I would, I think Deshaun, I think Devontae Smith has a really good chance to be a better wide receiver in the NFL than Deshaun Jackson. To answer the the heart of the question, I think that I would much rather have Devontae Smith at this age than Deshaun Jackson at that age. And Deshaun Jackson, while amazing at what he did, was much more of a one-trick pony as a wide receiver and the best ever to do that thing. And it is a very valuable player. I don't, agree with Elliot on how great historically, like, I don't think he's close to a Hall of Famer. Elliot thinks he's... Yeah, I think he's borderline Yeah, I don't think he's close. I don't even think he's in the discussion. Like, I don't even think he's... Okay. I don't even think he's a finalist. You know, like, when they do the 20 finalists. I I agree he won't be, but I I don't think think he he should be on that list. Forget won't. I I don't think he should be close to that list. I don't think he's anywhere near most of the the high-end receivers we've seen over his career. Um, But he's still a very good NFL player with a great NFL career. I think Devontae Smith is going to be better. That's my my belief. Here's an interesting spin on that. If you could take right now, like you get Deshaun Jackson as a rookie and you get his exact career. Ooh. So like you you get exactly his career or you could take Devontae Smith. Who would you take? It's a great with, without question. without knowing obviously. So it, like just do. like you were talking about before with the Joel thing where you're like I think I shouldn't do it but I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, I know that Deshaun Jackson is the right answer here. Like, he has had a great NFL career. I can't do it. Like, I watched the career, and while, you know, he was great, he was never a super winning player for this team. We all know that, right? I mean, Deshaun Jackson was never a reason you won a lot of games. Like, he just wasn't. And not a playoff player, like a similar thing to Simmons, where when the field tightens up, you know, it's harder to get that going. I don't know. I just I, the smart answer is Deshaun Jackson. It's very likely, based on history, based on the history of wide receivers, whatever round you want to pick, that the this wide receiver will not have as good a career as Deshaun Jackson had. I'm still taking Devontae. Yeah, I mean, picking prime Deshaun, which is basically what you're kind of picking here, is like picking Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, 
Well, no, he's not. That's that's the difference. I think Tyreek Hill is a much more complete wide receiver than Deshaun Jackson was. A much I more guess. Complete. I mean, I, I guess. Like, Deshaun's arguably the best deep threat in the history of the league. I get it. So, But that's it. And that's, that's what, what Tyreek Hill means. That's it. But yeah, yeah, but Tyreek Hill is a, does other things. Like, Tyreek Hill does not just catch deep passes. That's what Deshaun did. Kind, kind of. Kind of. I mean, he's... I mean, I, I have to look you, up his I numbers, but I don't think he's Deshaun. like a hundred. Does he catch like a hundred plus balls a year? Yeah, dude, Tyreek Hill is insane. He is way better. So, yeah, but than so was Prime Deshaun. I mean, Prime Deshaun was pretty wild. Remember the year he had with Chip? Like, I I just don't think they're close. Eighty-seven balls Tyreek Hill caught last year. I'm looking up. I'm looking up Tyreek Hill pro football reference yeah, right now. Eighty-seven last year. He was hurt for eighty-seven in fifteen games. Eighty-seven last year. twice, seventy-five once. All right, so he's a little more of a volume yeah, guy. Yeah. Than I'm giving him and credit 58 for. And twelve in touchdowns, 12 games. fifteen. Yeah, he's just better. Yeah, let me look up Deshaun's top. All right, Deshaun Jackson pro football reference. All right, so the most catches Deshaun ever had was eighty-two, and he only topped seventy once, and that was the time he got eighty-two. Go. So he has more of a volume rece- receiver than that. Thank You're right. You. I think they're more comparable, but you are you were more right about that than I was. <laughs> I could hear the pain in your voice right there to say that. Yeah, well, I got to be honest. You were more right to me. <laughs> All right, what's um, next? Okay, here's a combo one from Tuna. And then someone called Quarterback Factory. So solid name group here. Yeah, big time. Um, why can't the Eagles find a home for Ertz? And this is an interesting point I hadn't thought of. Do you think they're holding on to him because they're going to trade him to Houston for Deshaun Watson? Ooh, I like that. Uh, no, but I like it. I honestly, I don't think it's it's reading in too much. I just think they haven't gotten something that they think is worthwhile for him. And like we've talked about, they're just not going to cut him. They're not going to trade him for something they think is less than what they want for it. And they're going to hold out and hope that there's an injury. So I don't think it's a master plan like that. I love it. I, I just don't. I think because what is that? Zach Ertz is a throw in in a Sean Watson trade. Like Zach Ertz isn't swinging, Essentially. The, swinging the scales. It's about the draft picks. So um, I don't think so, but I love the theory. I think it's a good theory. I think it actually makes a ton of sense because – you know, he's just an asset to have in a trade. And who knows? Maybe the Eagles and Texans have already agreed upon a trade and, you know, they're waiting. And I, I actually like that theory a lot. Um, I think they can't find home for Ertz, not because teams don't want him, but because they do think they'll flip him into more value during training camp at this point. So I think it's a mistake, but I can't really fault him for it because there's no benefit at this point to moving on from him. Like the the free agency is over. The draft is over. Like there's no difference between trading Zach Ertz for a six-round pick now and doing it in training camp. So who knows? Maybe, you know, for whatever reason, a team decides I'll give you a fourth. Like, so I don't fault them for doing it. I just think it's messed up to treat Ertz this way after everything he's done for your franchise. 100% agree. That's where I've been the whole time. I, I You know, no one cares about, uh, you know, players or this or that or whatever, you know, but it just Zach, – Zach was awesome here. And it does – like, I know the Eagles have to do what's best for the Eagles, but it does suck. So this question, I can't tell if I'm missing something or if this person's just like fucking with us. So this is at Caps Union. Who has more rushing touchdowns combined this season? The wide receivers or the running backs? Um, I mean, I guess he's saying they're going to use a running back. I think he's implying they're going to use like, the, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, obviously, you know. I mean, what's, what's the best case scenario for the running backs? I mean, the receivers, like four. 
Like if things like if they really get creative and it really works, like three, three, four. Yeah, it could be more than that. I mean, like you could figure three for Sanders, two for Scott, no, no, one no, for the Game receivers, o. the receivers. Oh, 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 oh! I thought you were talking about the running backs. No, uh, no, the receivers. Yeah. Uh, like I don't know how. I mean, like you figure Devonte as let's say the worst case for Devonte is like five or something like that, right? If he's starting all season long, or maybe four, something like that. Worst case. Hold on, I I think you're missing the question. Who has more rushing touchdowns? Oh! The receivers oh, or the running backs? I thought it was asking who had more receiving touchdowns. No, no, no. Who is more rushing? Although maybe he meant to put receiving. Because receiving, sense. it's like you can at least talk it out. Because because you figure yeah, who after you could, for sure. who after yep. Devonte Smith is going to catch him on. Like if he has four and Rager has four, I mean you could paint a world where the running backs have more. I still would say the receivers if that's the question. But I could at least see it. Obviously, if he's really asking the question, he wrote the running backs. Stop asking right, stupid questions. I mean, like maybe Devontae Smith best <laughs> case scenario. He had one to mean receiving, Rager. right? He had to mean receiving, right? He had to. Well, I think his point would be if what he was doing it was I do think like if you look at Rager, he is a receiver that I could see using in that type of way. And then also Smith did do it in college. So maybe he's just super down on the running backs. I just think that look, if Nick Sirianni gets four rushing touchdowns out of Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager this year, then things are going very well for the Eagles. Like that means like his offense is working, he's being creative, they're playing well, they're on the field. But I think it's definitely the running backs. I mean, Miles Sanders, like I wouldn't. What would you set the over under on rushing touchdowns for him? Like, like five, seven and a half? No, I oh, think okay. a little because because he's missed so much time. We made the mistake last year of setting it too high. It's true, we did. But yeah. but either way, I would take the over on five. I think he has like seven or something. All right, this is a good parlay into there. Not parlay, a segue into the next one. Um, this is from Gloomy Smitty. All right, over under starts for Joe Flacco this year. What oh, would you set it? I at? don't. I don't want to answer it. I okay. hate this. I hate this question. <laughs> Anything over one? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm bummed with this question. I hope it's zero. But but I mean, like one. It's probably gonna. He's probably gonna get one at some point. I mean, probably. I would set it at like two and a half. Yeah, I'll take. I don't know because you're just. This is a question that's based on injury, right? I mean, because like, it's either well, maybe. Right, or Jalen Hurts is the worst quarterback we've ever seen, or it's Deshaun Watson and he's suspended the first four games. Like, one of those, the only way Joe Flacco gets starts is if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, Jalen Hurts is the worst quarterback we've ever seen, or they trade for Deshaun Watson and he's suspended for the first four games, right? I mean, that's the... Right. So, it's just not a fun question, but I'll I'll say one. I think it's one start. I think there's a chance that if Flacco... Goes in, he does. He ends up being benched or hurt. Himself. So, <laughs> like Nick Mullins takes over later in that yeah, game. Yeah, so I, I think love it's that. Like again, I would set it at two and a half, and I'd I'd bet the under. Yeah, I would bet the um, under on that for sure. All right, a few more, and I appreciate everyone that led the questions. Also, this somehow turned into me leading the pod. I love it. This expected. is delightful. Yeah. It's great. Uh, all right, this one is from um, Beyond Coming and Going. Uh, tweeted at you. Ooh, how big is the universe? Is it infinite or or is it finite? It's a great question. Um, one that people have, have asked in much more intelligent forums and researched in much more intelligent forums yeah, it just stood out to than me, yeah. us. It's a great question. So from my understanding, the, the universe is constantly expanding. And thus, you would think that it is infinite. Um, but it's also like... It, it, this is one of those break your brain questions, you know, when you really yeah. try and think about it. Like, 
can it be infinite? Is that even possible that that the universe well, could keep going forever and ever and ever? Is is how do you even define what what it is? Like what the it we're talking yeah. about and the ever is? It, it's a fascinating deep question. Well, and also like if we if nobody can see it, is it really there? Ooh, type of thing like like it has a tree fall in a woods thing, right? Like this. So I would say it's not fine. Well. I don't want to answer that question. I feel like it's too scary to answer. All right. <laughs> it is it is a big one. You know, when you really yeah. when you really try and stop and wrap your brain around questions like this, it does like hurt your head in a way where it's this is too much. I think about this a lot and I'm about to go super deep. But like, do you ever All right, I have a good question after this? Okay, Go good. Ahead. Do you ever like stop and just when you're out and there's a bunch of people around, do you ever like stop and think about like, all right, that person's life and what they're going to do? And the things going yeah. on with them, and this, and that, and this, and then think about like how big it all is, like how massive this all is. It like it really does. It can hurt your, it can hurt your head, Elliot. Or just the fact that like when you're walking down the street, you see somebody else that has no idea you exist and lives this entire life like totally. through their eyes. Totally. You know, like and yeah, it's just, I think it's about that all the time. World. Yes. Yes. All right. This is along the same level. So when me and Kristen were driving to North Carolina recently, we were listening to. Um, a podcast and I forget the name of the person that was on. I wish I remembered, but he asked a question and I thought it was like super interesting. So I'm going to ask it to you. Ooh, love it. What happens to Pinocchio? Oh, if this he is says, okay. Good. This is so you. Elliot told me, remind me, I have a Pinocchio question to ask. You. Yeah, this is the Pinocchio So I wrote question. it down. Right. So we're there. Good. All right. What happens to Pinocchio if he says my nose is growing? Okay. So it wouldn't grow, right? Because it's not a lie. But, but then he's lying because it's, then it's not growing. <laughs> but if he says it's growing and it starts to grow, that's also a lie. <laughs> it's a fat, that is a great Isn't question. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Like, I don't know. If it's just like, I don't know what the answer is. It blew my mind. I can't even tell how many people have asked this question. People are probably so sick of hearing me talk about it. It's great. I, I think the answer is like, he would have to say, my nose is about to grow. But then again, if, yeah, I don't know. But it's crazy. So, <laughs> all right. So, so his nose grows when he lies. Right. So it only will grow if he's told a lie. Right. So, and the question is to him is phrased how? He's not asked a question. He says out loud, my nose is growing. Right. But it is growing. So but I, if it's growing, then he's not lying. Right. But so could, could he could say my nose has grown. That wouldn't be a lie. But he's talking about the past then. And I'm that you're, you're rephrasing the phrase, right. which I know. So if right. he says my nose is growing, what happens is the main point. It's a fascinating. I would think that in the moment, because his nose has grown, but is not growing at that moment then it would grow because it is a lie because in the moment that he says my nose is growing, it is not technically growing. And then it will Correct. grow, That's where I think making his past statement true, but it was a lie when he said it. Right. It's almost like saying like, if you were like standing outside a Wawa and was like, I'm in the Wawa. Well, I guess that's not even true. That Like what he's saying at the time is not true, but once it starts to grow, it is the truth. Yeah. Real we need training camp to get here. Deep <laughs> <laughs> We need training camp. Best best line of the whole pod. So true. 
Yeah. So true. All right. We got two other. We actually got one more like big picture question Love and then it. we'll move on with one last one and then we'll stop. Love it. All right. I, we don't have to answer this. I'm just going to read it. Is there any, <laughs> is there anything that the Nat, this is from Jason. Is there anything that the national forest service or Bureau of land management can do to change the course of the moon's orbit or the earth's orbit around the sun? I mean, no, right? <laughs> what? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, so, okay. This is again, as we've talked about before, not my forte when it comes to the whole science thing. It, look, I know a lot about a lot of things, and I know a little about a lot, a lot of things. I know very little about science and the way things work. It's like my my intelligence uh, blind spot, Elliot. It is not my Well, and also, there. this is showing my intelligent blind spot. Like, what does the National Forest Service well, have to do so with the this? idea that, that it, I'm guessing gravity and, like, there is, there are things that happen on Earth that affect the the earth's rotation right and the the amount of gravity the amount grow of like a shit ton more trees i don't like, know i don't know i uh sciency not my thing but like i don't know right. if there is something they could do maybe there is it's such a weird question i don't know i would have thought nothing but the fact that he's asking the question unless he's just completely earmuffs children fucking with us like yeah i, I don't know and if he is good job it worked we're sitting here talking about it for a couple months yeah Good last few questions. I mean, obviously, we're way off the them. rails in terms Loved of the Eagles them. podcast. Give me that stuff. Give me more of the is the universe finite questions. That's good All right. stuff. Last one. Probably the best question we've got. This is from Brian. Does Jordan Matthews get a camp invite at tight end? Okay. So I'm so happy because this was going to be the final thing I brought up. So for those who don't know, Jordan Matthews has come out and said, in, in, in along the Tim Tebow lines, the Dylan Cousins baseball player going to football, everyone just was like, oh, I can do whatever I want in football now. Uh, he wants to gain 30 pounds and be a tight end. We already did. Oh, he already gained the 30 pounds. He's gained oh, the 30 pounds. Oh, has put on. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, thoughts, Elliot. That's the real question. For, for, look, I, I don't think the Eagles, I mean, I guess if anyone's going to invite the Eagles are, are up there because they know him and all that. But what, yeah, what, but, so, what is your, first of all, can my real issue with it. Can I give you my real issue with this? And then you can tell me what you think of it. Yes. Of course. Why is Teron? Da I love Teron. Teron is our guy. Awesome guy. Why is Teron Davenport reporting this and not Elliot Shore Parks? That's what so, I want to know. That's my only issue. So. That's my only complaint. I see this. I'm like, Teron Davenport. Love the guy. He's not Jordan Matthews' best buddy. Like, why is right. he getting this scoop? Well, me and Jordan only talk about Kanye, number one. But no, uh, I think, nobody I think Teron was actually nobody, at like a... Elliot, no one on the planet loves anything as much as Jordan Matthews loves Kanye. Anything. He's a big Kanye guy. Big Kanye guy. Um, I think Teron was like at a Titans like a Titans player workout because Jordan Matthews is from either from Tennessee or like went to college there or something like that. Yeah. He went to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt so yeah. I think he saw him out there. But so I actually, I would... Obviously, I would bring him in. Like, why not? You know, like you have 90 roster spots. Give him a try. Like, obviously, pass catching tight end is where where things are going. Like all those things. I don't think the Eagles will. I, I think that the last time he was here was kind of like the the end of that. You know, like they brought him in and clearly they weren't impressed, and so they moved on. So I would say they don't. Uh, but I would. I would obviously do it. Be the best tight end on the roster. Are we kidding oh, here, brother? <laughs> Jeez, just kidding just kidding Dallas got <laughs> <this very> good. <laughs> he's a better tight end than Alshon Jeffrey how's that for you 
Yeah, there we go. Him and JJ <laughs> single white side can be the backups at tight end. Oh, buddy. Great, great questions. Thank you, everyone. Who yeah, that was it. fun. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Obviously, literally could not do the show without you today. So thank you. We appreciate yep. it. Elliot, you got any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I mean, my head is spinning. Yeah, I'm still shook about, yeah, questions. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. I, I'm, my brain hurts, Elliot. My brain hurts. Yes. Well, hopefully people don't feel the way after this pod. <laughs> Probably. Well, I doubt people are still listening right now. So if, <laughs> if you are, you're a real one. and we You're a real one for sure. We, yes. Earmuffs again. We fucking love you. So thank you. Um, all right. Bro. My final thought is uh, uh, I'm just going to echo something that was said by a very smart man not that long ago. We need training camp. Please. So close. <laughs> please, yes. please. We're not that far. Please. What are we a month? Right? Five weeks or something. Bye Something bye. like that, yeah. We'll be there soon, before you know it. We'll be back this weekend. Check us out, Saturday 1 to 3 on WIP. Until then, he's Elliot James. Talk to you soon.